God's creation. Amen. And heaven, heaven is not just about escaping hell. That's not the reason of it all. No, God didn't create us to escape hell. God created us to have fellowship with him. And our whole purpose here and our whole purpose of you getting saved is for that fellowship with your creator. Amen. You, you've been brought back to the garden now. And God now is able to have fellowship with you. The Bible says that's why there's no point of walking in darkness anymore. There's no point after you've been saved to walk in the sin wherewith uh, brought you in bondage in the beginning. You've been set free now to walk with your Savior. And now you get to walk with the Lord and enjoy walking with the Lord and uh, get to rejoice, uh, not that you're going to heaven, but that you can now have fellowship with the Father and the Bible says, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's in 1 John. Let's all stand. We're going to turn to 1 Samuel First Samuel, I'm sorry, 2 Samuel chapter 9, and I want to talk uh, today about Mephibosheth, Mephibosheth, that's a good Bible name, you want to name your boy Mephibosheth, uh, go ahead and name him Mephibosheth, amen, <laughs> you see uh, John and Daniel, and I never met a Mephibosheth though. Matthew, Luke, in 2 Samuel chapter 9, the Bible says in verse 1, and David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? David had made a, a pledge uh, with Jonathan, Saul's son, uh, back in 1 Samuel 20. David pledged that uh, by the Lord's word, and took an oath that he, David would show Jonathan and his family kindness. And not only kindness, but kindness of God. In verse 2, And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. This is the famous Ziba. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul, that I may show the kindness of God unto him. And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, which is lame on his feet. David didn't ask all that. Uh, but if you get to know who Ziba was, uh, you'll see why he said that. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Father, for your word. And Lord, you, you uh, are an amazing God, Lord. And just as you can watch all creation, birds singing, and all the differences, and all that you created. And when you create it, Lord, uh, it really is good. You said it was good, and it is good, Lord. You made all things amazing. And Lord, we have no doubt that the sun will come up uh, tomorrow as it uh, sets. Lord, it rises. Lord, you, you made everything. Um, Lord, and it shall not uh, go away, Lord, till your word says it shall. And, uh, Father, the seasons, the times, and, Lord, we know that one day you're going to make all things new again. We thank you for your promises. I pray that, Lord, you'll help us now in your word. Help us, Lord, to see uh, Mephibosheth here. And, uh, Lord, the great things and the kindness of God that you showed him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Mephibosheth. 
Now, Ziba, Ziba was a servant to Saul. And the Bible says that Saul had, or Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. And Ziba here, when Saul had left with Jonathan, uh, it, some time had passed right here. The Bible says Mephibosheth, his nurse, uh, took Mephibosheth, little guy. I don't know how old he was, but he was a little guy. And the Bible says that he fell. He wound up falling because his nurse was in such a rush because of the war. Uh, the, the, the Bible says what was going on with the Philistines, and there was contention between uh, David. Uh, and God had promised David uh, to be king over Israel, but who was in the way was Saul. Saul was not giving it up. Now, Saul could have repented, but he didn't. The Bible says that Saul uh, refused, and he continued to just go against God's will, even to the point where he went to, the Bible says, to the witch of Endor to receive counsel uh, from this lady. And the Bible says that God judged him for that. And God elected Saul to be king over Israel. And, but he refused to just follow God and his word. But God repeatedly gave him chance after chance after chance after time after time uh, to turn until the point where God says, you know what, I found me a man who uh, will do my will. David wasn't a perfect man, and you can read on after this point and see uh, that David made some grave mistakes in his life. But David was a man after God's heart. He craved to talk with God. He craved to walk with God. And there's nobody perfect, and we don't have to keep repeating that. Uh, but you have what um, people that really just want to walk with the Savior and want to know God. Despite of who they are, despite of their flaws and downfalls, and, and yeah, we're flesh and we're sinners, and no one can change that, but thank God Jesus Christ came and rescued us. He had mercy on us. He had pity on us uh, to save a people who are not worthy to be saved. And that's our Savior. Would you show compassion on somebody that don't deserve it? Would you show compassion on an enemy? There's only one that will do that. And the reason why we have that now, to love your enemies, is because the Lord Jesus Christ told us to. God told us to, and that's why we do that. And you'll find good Christians that, uh, that will uh, do good to those who despitefully use them and, and, and love their enemies and, and try to go the extra mile for somebody. And that's only because of the Holy Spirit of God that lives in them. And when you take out the Holy Spirit out of you and out of society, you're going to have a bunch of chaos a bunch of mess and a bunch of hatred uh, because hatred stems from the blood of the sinful mankind. But love comes from God, amen? And we need God more than ever in our society. We need God more than ever in our community. But most of all, we need God back in our lives. We need God in our homes. We need God especially here in the house of God. I'm fearful of letting anything of the world into the house of God. I don't want any of the world's music in here. Why? This, is, this ought to be a safe haven of, of because we, we, we're like those whales that move around in the ocean and, it, and all those things, those barnacles and all those uh, crustaceans attached to them, amen, and, and the other little fish have to clean them off. And that's how we are. We, we, we're in the world and we come to the house of God and God has to burn some stuff off of us, amen. Moving around in the, in the world, you're going to pick up some stuff. Your mind's tainted, your spirit's hurting, your soul's crying out and thirsting uh, for, the, for God Almighty. And it's great to be in the house of God. And this is our safe house, amen. This is a safe haven uh, to know that we're getting the word of God, that we're getting the, um, God's music. We're, we're getting fellowship 
uh, of the believers because the Spirit of God resides in us. Thank God for all that God's given us. You have here a man named Zeba. After Saul had died, Philistines got him. And he didn't just die, but Jonathan died also. Jonathan left a son, and during that time when, um, when the war broke out, the, his nurse, Mephibosheth's nurse, took him, and she was in such a rush that he fell, the Bible said. I don't know if she dropped him. doesn't say that, but she could have. Uh, but he, the Bible says he just fell. He fell, and he became crippled in both of his legs. Crippled. I don't know if he just walked with those arm crutches, but whatever the case may be, uh, this man was crippled. He was crippled in both of his feet. The Bible says in verse 3, And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. Now you got to understand, this man Mephibosheth is son of Jonathan. Jonathan was son of Saul. Saul was the king of Israel. This is a royal line here. Saul was king. Jonathan knew that God had called David to be king. God transferred bloodlines from tribe of Benjamin, which was Saul, to the lineage of David. Why? Because of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's somebody greater than the kings of the earth coming. There's somebody mightier uh, who who cannot uh, be tainted with... uh, making bad decisions, whose blood is pure and not from this world. Amen. He carries the blood of God. And when the Lord Jesus Christ came from the lineage of David, he came to be the lamb slain, not to be king right now, although he is king, but he came so that he could draw you to him, that he can, the Bible says when he is lifted up in that cross, he will draw all men unto himself. And let him draw you. Let him pull you in with his love and his goodness. That you can have a fellowship like is not of this world. A fellowship like none other. A place of refuge you can go. A place, a sanctuary. That you can go into your closet and talk to the King of kings and Lord of lords. That you can open up his word and let him fill your soul with the words. When the king speaks, it shall be done. And he'll speak on your behalf. Mephibosheth, crippled feet, probably would have one day became a king. Oh, but he didn't live like that. He didn't live in regret. I meet people. If God is so good, then why does he allow bad stuff to happen? You don't know who God is. God is good. And he doesn't have to allow anything good to happen. The world will uh, praise, they'll deny God and, and praise what they call Mother Earth. I say, why does Mother Earth allow bad things to happen? Tornadoes and earthquakes and volcanoes and starvation. And, and we, we have a, a, a heart imbalance here where people just deny and don't want to believe God. God is good. And the Bible says, in him is no darkness at all. The problem is not with God. The problem is with us. The 
Ziba was a wicked man. When Saul died, when Jonathan died, Mephibosheth went with his nurse. Here we have Mephibosheth. The Bible says, in verse 3, And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul? Ziba said, Yeah, he, he, but he's lame at his feet. What's that have to do with anything, Ziba? Verse 4, And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Mephibosheth's living in, in this guy's basement with his family. When Saul left a, probably a mansion for him. And this unjust servant is living with his 15 sons and 20 servants, living like a king when nothing belongs to him. But Mephibosheth, you're going to see that Mephibosheth, it, he didn't live to be in a palace. He was just a thankful man, thankful that he was alive. The Bible says in verse 5, Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amuel from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, Behold, thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not. All the things that Mephibosheth probably heard that David was after him, that David was there to make sure his bloodline uh, would be scratched from history forever, that there would be no chance of Saul reigning as king uh, anymore. But he never knew that his father and David, Jonathan David, made a pledge in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 20 that David will show kindness unto Jonathan and Jonathan's kids forever. You see, he had a man, uh, Saul, who was king, that turned from God and wouldn't turn back to him, no matter what. And God judged him for that. And Saul's son David, or Jonathan, Saul's son Jonathan, King Saul's son Jonathan, knew that he would have been king, but knew that God wanted David to be king. So Jonathan said, hey, you're going to be king, and I'm for that. I'm not going to fight God's will. I bend my knee towards God's will, and I support you. But do me this one thing. If you would just show kindness to me and to my family forever, because God has put you on the throne. Jonathan wind up dying, and here we have who's left is Mephibosheth. He didn't know about all that. But David remembered his pledge, and that's why he said, I'm going to show kindness. Is there anybody left? There was one man, Mephibosheth. He called for Ziba, the servant, the head servant, the head steward over all Saul's mansion. Ziba said, yeah, there's that one guy. I know where he's at, and I know all this inheritance belongs to him, but he's living in, in Zonabar in that basement with his family. And he's lame and he's crippled and he, he doesn't deserve to be in here. David said, oh, I made a pledge with his father that I'm going to show kindness to him. The kindness of God, the Bible says in verse 3. Is there yet any that I may show the kindness of God? 
Bible says David, King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Maker. Imagine you live in. Mephibosheth really never knew his father. He was a royal heir to the throne. But he never knew his father. From little, he was crippled at his feet. And now winded up being a loser in society. Till one day, one day the king's chariot came. One day David said, go get him. Go get it that I may show the kindness of God. No, we have a kind God. Kindness is not uh, just giving into all that you desire. No, kindness is giving you what you need. And there may be times uh, and, and things that you've gone through that you don't know why. But God does. There may be a reason why you receive the parents that you have. You don't know all uh, the times that God was working in people around you, in, in, in your family that was lost even, in your job and in the places you've gone. God had prepared this special moment for Mephibosheth. And we even reading about it shows that God cares. What became of Mephibosheth? I don't know. He wasn't a major role in the Bible. This is the story right here. But God cares enough. Down to a man uh, living with his family in some basement, if, if, it, if that's the case. Lame out his feet, crippled. Oh yeah, God cares. We have a God who is kind. We have a God who will meet the needs of every single person. We have a God that doesn't, uh, the Bible says that he'll, he'll bend his ear at the tears of somebody crying. And he holds your tears in a bottle and he cares about every time you cry and he cares about how you feel. Why does God allow bad things to happen? Oh, he has a plan for it. God is the only one who can take something so bad and turn it into something good. Would you wait on God? Would you allow God to use all the bad circumstances in your life and turn it into something good for his honor and glory? Saul, he didn't like that. Saul uh, got to the point Mephibosheth's grandfather, who was king of Israel, Saul got to the point where he did not like the way God was leading him. He wanted to take matters in his own hands. And that's what got him. That's what got him dead. That's why he lost his son, Jonathan. And that's why he lost a title of king. And the Bible says, you shall reap if you faint not. Be not weary in well-doing. You have a God who has an abundant uh, amount of blessings and riches. If you don't give up and you keep on going and you keep striving and you keep trusting in the one who loves you and has the power to turn any situation into something good. God is good and God is kind. David said, is there anyone we can show the kindness of God to? What? Perfect circumstances. Mephibosheth wasn't like his father, taller than everybody else and stronger than everybody. Oh, no. He was a man that was crippled at his feet with nothing to offer. No. The Bible says that God doesn't look on the outward appearance as man does. 
but he looks at the heart. What better choice for God to show kindness to? A man who's been waiting for God to come through. A man that has a servant's heart, unlike his grandfather Saul. Saul had the stature and image of a king on earth, but his heart was wicked. God had to choose somebody from, uh, that was of a, of a shepherd, taking care of sheep with a heart that yearned for God and was thirsty for God. And that's who God chose to be king. But here we have a special, special circumstance and a special choice that God could show his kindness to. God looks down at people like this, people that have a servant's heart, People that wait for God. People that know that they're nothing special. That they need God in their lives. That if they're going to get out of the circumstances they're in, there's no strength within themselves. But if the strength of God could get them out, they would want that. And sometimes you may not know why you go through things you do. But let me tell you this. God has a reason and a plan for it. It's called the kindness of God. And he's arranging your life because he's got something great for you. One day, the chariot of the king showed up at where Mephibosheth lived. It wasn't even his own house. Mephibosheth said, oh, man, David found out I was alive. He never knew Jonathan had a little boy. He never knew it. He said, Jonathan has a son? My best friend? The the one I was closest to in my whole life, Jonathan. He has a son. Where's he at? Ziba said, oh, he's crippled, though. David said, I didn't ask all that. Go get him. Go send my chariot. Go send the horse that I ride. And go pick up this man, Mephibosheth. Oh, the day when that chariot pulls up to that house in Lodabar, and they knock on Mephibosheth's door. Mephibosheth, we're here from King David. Mephibosheth, oh, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. I know my grandfather tried to kill many times. and He didn't know much about his dad. He, his dad died when he was just a very little boy. Never had a father growing up. Crippled from his birth. A little bit after he was born, he fell. They said, no, David wants to speak to you. Would you come? And they, they helped him out. They helped him walk as he wobbled over into the chariot. They helped his, his wife and his little boy into the chariot. And off they went to the palace where they met David. And the Bible says, in verse 6, now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face in the reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. David said unto him, Fear not, Mephibosheth. There was contention between these families for so long. Mephibosheth, don't be afraid. The war's over. You don't have to run anymore. You don't have to struggle any longer. I got something for you. It's called the kindness of God. 
that looked down on you. You see, your father, he stopped fighting for you. And he gave up what he knew wasn't his. And he made a pact with me as his best friend and said, would you please show the kindness of God to my son and to anybody in my family when that time comes? And David agreed and said, yeah. And he said, fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan, thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul, thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants, the Bible says, living in Saul's mansion. Verse 9, let's go to verse 9. Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertained to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's sons may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. What grace, what love, what kindness that God can take a person like Mephibosheth. You ever felt crippled? Something was too much for you. You ever felt it got to a place in your life where you needed someone to get you out? You may be even there today. You're struggling with something that's overpowered you. Listen, there is nobody on this earth, not one person, that's not crippled somewhere. We're all as Mephibosheth is. Now, the reason why Mephibosheth is a little different, because he had a servant's heart. He had a servant's heart. And the moment he got before the king, he didn't say, look what you did to my family. I deserve this house. I don't deserve to be over there. Look at how I am now. No. The Bible says he did him reverence. He fell on his face and said, I'm your servant. And David said, no. All that Saul had, he was a king, shall be restored unto you. And you're going to eat with me every day at my table. God wants to take you to the place where you're eating with the Savior every day. God wants to take you from Lodabar, from a basement, from where you think you have to be settled in and stay there and struggle to the king's house, to walk with the Savior. The day where you keep waiting and keep that servant's heart, one day the, the Bible says the Lord will come with his chariot and say, come with me. I got something for you. If you faint not, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap if you faint not. Don't give up. Don't give up. Allow God, call on God to send his chariot to you so you can get back to the king's house and get eating 
with the Savior like you ought to be. David said, you're not going to eat by yourself, Mephibosheth. No. While I'm lame in my feet, I can't walk. There's nothing I can contribute to you. There's nothing I can do for you, David. That's all right. And so is all of us with God. There's nothing we can do for God. God has to help us to even pray. Did you know that? God has to help us to even read his word. It's called his grace. There's nobody naturally spiritually in here. God has to help you go to church, give you the desire to go to church. God has to help you to tell others about him. God has to help you in everything he wants you to do. Why? Because we're crippled. It's called sin. We're in our sinful flesh, and there's nothing we can do. But the most we can do is say, Lord, I'm your servant. Whatever I can do, I can't do anything. But whatever I can do, Lord, I'm here. I'm your servant. Restore unto this person everything that their father had for them and give it to them. And may they now serve you. God has a plan for your life. And I promise you, if you get a servant's heart and get rid of that worldly spirit that everything is owed to you, that, oh God, why did you allow these things to happen to me? I didn't have a father growing up. I didn't have a mother growing up. I lived in a bad home. No. God, thank you for showing me kindness and help me become the servant you want me to be. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for Mephibosheth and his servant's heart. Unable to do much, he was crippled. And Lord, what can we all do? Father, for we have the same crippled, Lord, sin. And I pray, O oh God, that you would help us all at least to have a servant's heart and be willing and ready when your king calls for us that we'll go. Lord, help us all to trust you with our lives. Help us to trust you with our soul. Help us to trust you with our heart. And Lord, we give it to you. We thank you, Father, for the kindness you show us. And even though we struggle here and many bad things happen, we know, Lord, you are good. And we thank you for that. I pray now that you help us all to look to the wonderful Savior who is kind, gentle, and a great shepherd. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand. I want to ask you a question. If God were to come today and knock on your door, would you be ready to go? Would you be ready to pick up and go and say, God, I want to serve you. Whatever it is, would you be willing to give up living in a basement in Lodabar to go to the king's palace? He didn't know he was going to get all that. He was just willing to go. You see, what you're keeping now, holding on to, you're forfeiting the great blessings God has for you ahead.
Give it up. What you're holding on to is not compared to the great riches God has prepared for you. If God spoke to your heart, come down and pray. Ask God to, Lord, help me to give up what I'm holding on to now. I want to be your servant. Come and get me. Send your chariot. Maybe you're here today and you have no idea what I'm talking about. You need to get saved. You've never been born again. The Bible says that you must be born again. You can come to this church for a hundred years straight and still die and go to hell. There's a reason why Jesus had to spill his blood. If going to church was equal to that, and he wouldn't have done it. If being a good person could get you saved, then Jesus didn't have to die. But he died to save you, and the only way to heaven is through his blood. You must receive it. The Bible calls it being born again. The moment his blood hits your soul, all your sin is washed away white as snow, and you're made alive, born again of his blood. Maybe you're like that here today. You need to get saved. Come down. I'll take somebody to show you how from the word of God you can get saved, how you can get born again. Let that be the day today that the chariot of God comes your way and picks you up. Want everybody to remember Mephibosheth. Servant of the king who gave up his life not knowing what was ahead. And the kindness of God brought him to living in a palace. Your palace may not be here, but I promise you, you serve God now. What great riches God has for you up above. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for Mephibosheth, Lord, and giving, Lord, uh, that as an account in the word of God. And I pray, oh, Lord, that you would create in us servants' hearts. Lord, you owe us nothing. And even if you stop being good to us today, Lord, you are still a good God. And Father, help us to get now in that right mindset, Father, that we're able to serve you. We get to serve you. Lord, you don't have to do anything else. Lord, you saved us. And now let us walk and talk with you each day. I pray, Lord, that you'll uh, grant this our request. Bless your people. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 God bless you. I hope uh, uh, today's church service was great for you and uh, gave you what you need to go on for the week. Remember, we have Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock. Uh, So come out and join us. We have the teens, we have the kids, and we have a young lady class going on also. Uh, So come on out and join us. We also have uh, Fellowship Wednesday this Wednesday. Um, We're going to have barbecue chicken sandwiches, pulled chicken sandwiches. Amen. So come on out and join us this Wednesday.